This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, John Solberg here. You know I'm the host for the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. And you know how happy I am to tell you that this episode is being brought to you by The Butcher Shop. Purveyors of highly sought after 100% Australian non-crossbred Wivara 9 plus briskets that are always handpicked just for you. The Butcher Shop has been retailing the finest meats for more than 15 years. Every week they're shipping out competition quality meats to many of the biggest teams in the competition scene across the nation. Simply put, teams who use the Butcher Shop win and they win often. Even if you're not a competitor, I know you still have an eye for the finer cuts. Great news, the Butcher Shop is shipping some of the finest prime dry-aged Australian Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu steaks to people just like you and me who aspire to be the kings and queens of the backyard. The Butcher Shop also has Berkshire pork, Compart Duroc pork, Allegiance Duroc pork, and Prairie Fresh all-natural pork in stock. And again, they're going to handpick it out and ship it right to you. You might be saying, John, that sounds great, but I want to try something different. Give them a call. I'll tell you how to do that in a minute. Maybe they can get you some elk, some ostrich, some camel, some alligator, some rattlesnake. I don't even know. You got to call them and find out. Before I tell you how to get a hold of them, let's review. They have the best competition briskets. Absolutely. They have the best pork selection. Hands down. They give you a better overall option to cook at home, I guarantee. So give the butcher shop a call today, 850-458-8782. That's 850-458-8782. Mention the Barbecue Central Show. They're giving you 10% off your entire order each and every time. You can also check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the butcher shop. Don't forget, shop is spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. The Butcher Shop, home of the 100% Australian non-crossbred Wylara briskets. And what is going on here today? Let me tell you what's going on. Remember back last week, we started part one of a two-part series on Greg's very first podcast titled New to Q. If you haven't heard that first part, stop right now. Back out of here. Head over to the bbqcentralshow.com. Check out that show. You can also get it wherever you get your podcast. Go to your podcast feed. Go listen to that part one. Then come over here and see me for part two. Now, have you made any modifications to that smoker uh, that makes it a better working unit than it would out of the box? Yeah, out of the box, uh, it it really kind of falls a little short in terms of uh, uh, generating good smoke. Um, and so, and this is a good example of how I've used the, the barbecue for you website, uh, went on there and asked if anybody had any experience with, uh, electric smokers and smoke itself. And, uh, one of the members got back to me and steered me in the direction of Home Depot where I picked up one of these, uh, oh golly, it's a rectangular looking metal box, if you will. Uh, and I fill it with wood chips and I actually place it right between the coils um, or the design of the coil on the bottom of the smoker, and I get plenty of smoke now. Uh, the original instructions kind of said, you know, just spread wood chips or wood chunks around the bottom on the reflector plan. I, I did that, and it just didn't work. I wasn't getting any smoke at all. Mm-hmm. But now, thanks to this uh, suggestion I got from the site, I'm getting plenty of smoke, and I've replaced the, uh, the thermometer on the top of the unit. The one that comes with the unit says, you know, low, medium, and high, Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was able to uh, 
golly, I can't think of where exactly I got it, Greg, but it's a, a another unit that fits in that in that hole on the top of the unit that uh, reads in degrees, and that's uh, been a lot more helpful. I would imagine, you know, going out onto the uh, the deck or the patio, whatever you have out there, uh, and seeing it somewhere in between medium and and uh, and low, it's hard to gauge exactly what that is. Very difficult. I was using, uh, at the suggestion of, again, another member on the site, I was using one of those uh, oven thermometers inside. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but unfortunately, that requires taking the lid off on a... Yeah, leading you know, peaking. Yeah, and then you're, then you're losing heat. But this, this little modification that I've come up with here works out really well. And, uh, well, at least it sounds like uh, they're more or less fairly inexpensive modifications that you can do to make it uh, smokier and a little bit more accurate as far as temperature is concerned inside the the unit itself. Well, these two modifications we're talking about probably didn't cost me 15 bucks. Hmm. Oh, well, worth it then. Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, you said uh, a couple minutes ago that you got the smoker because it was more of an entry or a trial period. Right. Um, Was there any other reason that you bought the, the unit that you did? Actually, um, no, because the Brinkman and the Charbroil were about uh, even up in terms of you know how much, and it was very inexpensive. It's, I mean, we're talking about forty-five dollars, right. you know, and and so uh, really, I think it was just a matter of I could pick one up right where I was that day that made the decision for me. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any other accessories or things? I mean, it, I, I for one know. Uh, that the smoker itself eventually becomes the cheapest thing you ever bought, right? Uh, minus, you know, all these rubs and jellies and things that you can, you know, remote thermometers and stuff like that. Where's your inventory stand at this point? Growing. Yeah. Yeah, growing. <laughs> and you're right. Uh, I, I've got the I've got the thermometers and the, I've got. I, I'll tell you what. I, I don't I don't pass a, a barbecue store or a website or or even rumor of a magazine article uh, that I don't uh, probably buy something. As a matter of fact, I just recently sent away for a, an 11-ounce uh, sample pack of uh, brisket rub just because I, you know, just because they said it was there. Right. So uh, we've got, I've got, I've got a whole uh, section in in the laundry room that we've kind of put aside for all of my, uh, uh, I guess my barbecue tackle would be a good way to put it. So right. We, and, and it's growing and. Probably tomorrow, I'll, if I go buy a place, I'll buy more. Now, every one of us seems to be in the barbecue for you know one reason or another. Uh, is there anything that you can say defines your reason for being in, uh, liking the barbecue so much? You mean as opposed to just conventional grilling, for example, or going out to eat? I I, I would say bar, barbecue for me is uh, you know to coin an old phrase, it's more like a, a journey than a destination. I, I really like. I really like being able to start something and, 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 and work at it for 10, 12, or 15 hours and then mm-hmm. enjoy the fruit of my labor. I mean, barbecue is, a, is, is just, a different, it's just a different kind of outdoor cooking that uh, uh, people who, who just, you know, do burgers and, and chicken and steaks on the grill will never appreciate until you get involved in it. I mean, it's just a really neat thing to start a pork butt at 10 o'clock at night knowing you're not going to be able to pull that pork until 3 o'clock the next afternoon. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's. Uh, I've noticed when you tell people you've done, you've put something on the smoker, and they ask you when it's going to be done, and you tell them, you know, you can't answer that directly. Yeah. Uh, not because you're trying to be elusive, but you just the the barbecue tells you when it's done. 
Yeah, and the real reason I like doing it is because I like punishing my neighbors with the smell of that smoky meat <laughs> as it wafts off my lanai and, and, and drifts into theirs. Now, do you have a favorite uh, meat or uh, the piece of meat or whatever that you like to smoke more than the others? I seem to, I seem to have a uh, a little more luck with pork. Um, I've done I've done a couple of pork butts and I've done some ribs and they have been, even though I'm kind of new at this yet, Greg, they have come out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to do more with brisket. Um, I I've done one or two, and I don't I really don't know how I'm doing in that area. Uh, I I talk to the guys on the website and I ask for their advice and I send some pictures back and forth, but. Uh, I, I just really think that uh, my strong suit is with the pork, with the pork meats, and and I, but I'd really like to do better with with brisket. Now, as a as a kind of a beginner into this whole thing, do you have any uh, tips that you would like to share with some of the other guys that are in the same boat, or maybe even a little bit more green than you are? <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody could be more green than I am. I I, I would just tell people to be patient and uh, don't uh, don't do what I did. Uh, put an eight pound uh, uh, pork butt on the on the smoker at uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon and think you're going to eat at 6. I mean, (laughs) it's just something that you really need to kind of talk to people. And there are so many folks that have such great experience in large, large volumes. And, uh, you know, you just need to, you know, listen to the advice of the experts and uh, ask, ask dumb questions, and you'll get a lot of great answers and a lot of help. Do you have any future endeavors as far as getting uh, a bigger pit or getting into some type of catering or uh, uh, barbecue restauranting or anything like that? Yeah, probably uh, nothing commercial for me, at least not at this point in time, uh, Greg. I, I uh, And because we live here in Florida and we have a situation where most of our, our barbecuing is done under the under the screen house, uh, I don't have a place for, you know, a gator pit or anything that would be offset or really anything really big in terms of charcoal. But uh, I have I have thought a lot about uh, maybe upgrading to uh, a Weber Smoky Mountain mm-hmm. uh, from here uh, and, and get a little bit more into the, the woods and the charcoals and away from the electric, uh, the electric smoking. It's, it just seems to be the mo- most logical step for me, but probably nothing commercial, at least not at this point. Okay, well, uh, Bob, I think that kind of concludes all the questions that I had. Uh, you know, I was just more interested in, in getting a nice background on somebody that might be new to barbecue, and I think you've uh, covered that pretty well. And, again, I want to appreciate you, uh, or I just want to tell you that I appreciate you taking the time out tonight. And I uh, hope you continue to use the board and enjoy the board as you will. I will for sure, Greg, and please keep up the good work, and uh, thanks to all the members. Okay, Bob, uh, you take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Greg. Good night. Good night. How amazing is that? I was listening to this show and I remembered. I remember the times. I'm going to guess this is around 2005, fall of 2005-ish. I remember cooking like that. I remember not knowing what to do. I remember before Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. I remember struggling through. I remember ruining food, buying books at a bookstore. Oh, this episode warmed the cockles of my heart. Hope it did the same for you. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.